Big stories, big guests, the big picture. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge. Weekdays 1230 to 3, 770 CHQR. There's been some renewed conversation this week about Alberta's minimum wage, and it uh, certainly appears as though it's going to be an election issue, and, and frankly, it probably should. The NDP is going to defend its record. That's very much a part of it. They campaigned on raising the minimum wage to $15 an hour by 2018. They went ahead and did so. Of course, they they seemed along the way that they were not really interested in, in studying or trying to understand the potential implication of that. So if the government went too far too fast, then they should be held accountable. If there are different ways of addressing those concerns, then perhaps those ideas should be on the table. Uh, UCP leader Jason Kenney has suggested that he's open to freezing the minimum wage. Also open to the ideas he talked about this week of uh, separate lower minimum wage for minors or for those who serve alcohol. Restaurants Canada has been uh, very outspoken about some of the challenges facing the restaurant industry in Alberta. And in particular, but not, not specifically, but in particular, the... Um, the concern about the impact of minimum wage and what it's done to the restaurant business on top of a lot of other policy changes that have had a negative impact. As such, Restaurants Canada has launched a campaign to highlight these challenges and to put various policy solutions on the table. Joining us to talk more about all of this is Mark Von Schellitz. He is uh, Vice President for Western Canada of Restaurants Canada. Mark, thanks for making some time for us here. Welcome to the program. Thank you. All right. Well, explain what it is you're hoping to accomplish by launching this campaign, which obviously comes just on the eve of a campaign, an election campaign here in Alberta. Well, we've launched uh, this campaign to raise awareness of some of the struggles that the industry has been facing, not just now, but over the last couple of years, uh, and uh, also to put forward some policy resolutions that we forwarded to all the, the parties and engage in, a, in a, a good, respectful policy discussion on ways to, you know, and recommendations that can help the industry turn the corner, because obviously a healthy and vibrant restaurant industry, uh, you know, contributes to communities right across the province, and you know, also is the largest youth employer and third largest private sector employer in the province. You know, what we uh, what what happens to our industry has big implications on job creation and the economy as a whole. Now, I understand um, the NDP was set to, to speak at this event, but I mean, they refused. From your perspective, though, is, is this meant to be nonpartisan? It was very much meant to be nonpartisan, and, uh, you know, we invited all party leaders to participate in our two events that we had uh, today in Calgary and yesterday in Edmonton, and uh, we did get uh, responses from all the parties, actually, and, um, you know, we were thrilled that uh, that uh, last week Christina Gray did uh, uh, confirm that she'd be representing uh, Premier Notley at our event, and and we're looking forward to uh, a really good policy discussion. And it's unfortunate that uh, uh, Minister Gray had to cancel out uh, on Monday afternoon. There's a quote from from the minister. It says, "Restaurants Canada was using today's event to launch what I would consider an anti-worker campaign. I felt attending their event might show some sort of endorsement. I reject the launch of this third-party campaign to roll back workers' rights." I mean, what would you say in response to that? 
Well, you know, it was January 14th that we sent our policy submission, our recommendations to all the parties and, and you know, asked for a, a policy dialogue with them as we had approached an election. And, uh, you know, we were quite frankly thrilled that the, the minister would want to be part of that. And, and uh, you know, it's really unfortunate that she characterizes her campaign that way because, in fact, you know, when our businesses succeed, so do our employees. And, uh, you know, when our businesses fail, our employees are often the first casualties as well. So uh, they're very much tied hand in hand, you know, as a, as a large uh, employer, you know, when restaurants succeed, so do our employees. They get more hours, they earn more gratuities, more employment opportunities. However, when our restaurants are closing, of which many have done, of course, that just leads to people losing their jobs. And of course, uh, that certainly doesn't help the workers. That uh, makes a life a lot more difficult. And over the last few years, as we worried it would happen back in 2015, 2016, you know, that perfect storm of a weak economy and these policy changes have led to uh, over 10,000 fewer people working in the industry than just uh, three years ago or four years ago. Yeah. Well, yeah, I think job losses in any sector should be of concern, and I would I would hope the governments would want to understand what's going on and what's leading to that, but I guess if it means some uncomfortable questions for their own policies, perhaps there's, there's going to be a, a reluctance. Yeah, and I guess sort of that's the problem. But, you know, we're, we're being completely, uh, you know, open and honest about what we want to do. We're a nonpartisan association, and we're hoping to hear, you know, how uh, all the parties leading up to the election are going to help small businesses and, and hospitality industry business in particular. And we're still looking forward to having that discussion with all the parties. So uh, uh, this week was just the launch. And, of course, uh, you know, we've, as you probably saw, we've launched our, our website, restaurantrealities.ca. And, uh, you know, we've got a lot of our members, you know, telling their restaurant realities. And uh, uh, so we're looking forward to, you know, having our members engage candidates from all the different parties in the coming weeks uh, as we approach an election. Uh, and, you know, hopefully we can come up with some really good policy solutions to help our industry and, and small businesses generally. And so that we can, again, you know, contribute to the vibrant communities right across the province by employing more people and contributing to economic growth. But at the same time, and I mean, I understand the concerns around the impact of the minimum wage increases. I, I do think the government went too far too fast. But, I mean, it, it is an indictment of their choices, of their priorities, isn't it? Well, and I guess, you know, there's a lot of focus on just minimum wage as well. It, it, there's a lot of other issues. I mean, one thing that was overlooked, and, you know, some media people were kind of surprised yesterday, the changes in statutory holiday pay, where now, you know, a lot of restaurants are closed to Mondays. Most Mondays are statutory holidays, and yet we have to still pay all our staff 5% of their last month's wages for not working. And, uh, you know, our operators are being forced, you know, on statutory holidays into a lose-lose situation, stay open and lose money or close and lose money. So uh, it's, you know, those combination of things. I mean, we made 16 recommendations in all sorts of different policy areas where the where the parties can help us uh, turn the corner. And, uh, you know, we think we're a very important sector in, in Alberta's uh, economy. And uh, uh, we certainly are looking forward to uh, some policy solutions that uh, all these parties will include in their platforms. Well, let's talk about some of those ideas, because it may well be that it's it's a symptom of, you know, just the general economic malaise in Alberta. If the economy's doing well, the restaurant industry's doing well. And if the economy's not doing well, the restaurant industry is going to be hurting. So is it simply a case of, of hoping for an economic turnaround and this is all going to fix itself? Or what specifically do we need to address here? 
Yeah, I think that's a really great question, Rob. You know, we went through a recession, as you know, in 2009, but it was nothing like we've gone through right now because uh, back in 2009, we didn't have a huge amount of policy change that happened at the same time as the economic downturn. This time, of course, the, the, the results are far worse. And, you know, there's a lot of talk, obviously, politically about minimum wage. But as I said, there's other labor laws. You know, there's a carbon tax in our industry, which we've been asking for a rebate from because, you know, we can invest in energy-saving equipment, which we're doing. Uh, but bottom line is to cook food and preserve it safely, we require the use of energy and a specifically natural gas is the main thing that we rely on to cook food. So, you know, that's another example. Uh, uh, the other thing, as you can see in our site, you know, um, municipal taxes and, and fees have gone up uh, exponentially as well. I think they've grown mm-hmm. three times population growth. So you combine all these factors together uh, and, you know, it is combined for that perfect storm that uh, has really made life tough on our operators. And I've heard, heard it now for three years. And so earlier this year, we decided, well, you know what, let's, let's you know, raise the awareness of some of these struggles and from small, small business people. And, you know, uh, it really saddened me when I've heard all sorts of stories of how these small entrepreneurs have put their life savings into business and, you know, through in some ways no no fault of their own, I've ended up losing everything and and it really also hurts them to have to lay off staff, some of them who have been loyal for years and years and years, uh, because they just couldn't do it. So they've lost everything. And, and you know, we want to make sure that uh, Albertans are aware of that and and uh, will help our, our community and our industry uh, succeed. All right. So on, on minimum wage, back to minimum wage for a second. Uh, you're not calling for a rollback from 15 an hour, but you are calling for some changes. What, what would you like to see? Yeah, specifically, I think we made three recommendations uh, with, with respect to minimum wage. One was, let's just for now freeze it where it is until other provinces catch up, because we're quite far ahead of what especially our neighboring provinces are in minimum wage. Secondly, we want to ensure that once we get to that point, that we reintroduce the formula that Alberta had in place before, and that's an objective economic indicator uh, a type of indexation of minimum wage, where in Alberta, for example, what we had, we had uh, average weekly wage from the previous year combined with CPI, and, and that's, you know, a very predictable uh, uh, way to, to, uh, to increase minimum wage. And during the years that that formula was in place, minimum wage was averaging 3 to 5% uh, increase per year, which is in line with wage inflation. We certainly want to make sure our employees keep up with purchasing power of everyone else. But unfortunately, that whole minimum wage issue got really politicized, and and uh, you know it's really hurting the people that it was intended to help. The government Second is one, yeah. sorry, no, sorry, go ahead. sorry, and then and then and then finally, of course, is like is in place in Ontario and other provinces. We'd like to see uh, in the future that. Uh, Minimum wage uh, for liquor servers, once again, there, there's a liquor server wage, recognizing the fact that these really aren't minimum wage people uh, in reality when you factor in their gratuity incomes. And the, the liquor server wage really helped their operators provide more salary and compensation to those professionals working in the kitchen who don't earn gratuities. And, of course, you know, they're the ones that have suffered as a result of that particular policy. And finally... Uh, a youth uh, training wage, which is in place in other provinces as well, uh, to act as an incentive to to bring in those entry-level workers into the workforce for the very first time, because, as you've noticed, there's been a huge spike in uh, the youth unemployment rate, and, in fact, the youth participation rate has dropped significantly, which shows us that, you know, young people are just so discouraged they're not even looking for work anymore. 
would it mean potentially a, a pay cut for anybody working right now? If, if someone is 17 years old and they're earning 15 an hour, would that get cut down to whatever the youth wage is? Would a, a server see a, a, a pay cut? Is, is that... No, we're not. We're not advocating that. We're, we don't want to see anybody's wages rolled back. We're talking about the future, not not uh, what's okay. happened in the past. So, so no, we we don't want to get into that sort of re- revisionist sort of uh, type of thing. And uh, no, I think it's fair. We're talking about policy for the future, not trying to rectify the policies of the past. Uh, on, regarding liquor policy and, and liquor costs, and this has been maybe something that's overlooked in all of this, but it's had a big impact uh, on the restaurant industry. How do we need to fix liquor policy in Alberta? Well, as you know, Rob, uh, before the last election, actually, the Alberta Gaming Liquor Commission was planning a full uh, comprehensive liquor policy review designed to modernize. There's still a bunch of, you know, patchwork of old regulations on the books. And, and give AGLC credit, they have sort of addressed, you know, in, in their isolation various policies that they're trying to do. But uh, I think it would be a great idea to have a full policy review. And, and generally, you know, Alberta's got a lot to be proud of with their liquor system. We're the we're by far the best in class in Canada. We've got uh, a flat tax markup system, which really helps us, and and a full uh, you know wholesale pricing system that really helps us. But we still have some smaller members who are struggling to uh, meet the minimum case requirements. They don't have the space or the capital sometimes. So it would be nice for some of our smaller members to to have a sort of a lower minimum case order quantity and and of course there's some other you know more technical policies as far as in, inducing flavors into spirits that you know I think these are more just uh, uh, modernization things that uh, that the government's looking at uh, introducing so you know and as far as patio areas that type of thing as well so there's there's certainly some things to do there but certainly that is not as big an issue for us as you know the taxation and uh, uh, the, the carbon tax, um, employment standards, in particular the statutory holiday pay and minimum wage, those are certainly much bigger drivers of, that have caused our, our industry to struggle over the last few years. All right, much more on the Restaurant Realities Campaign, restaurantscanada.org. Mark, thanks so much for joining us here today. Appreciate this. Thank you, Rob. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 1230 on News Talk 770 Calgary.